Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Now we come to a psalm that is uh, universally recognized in Christian circles as being a messianic psalm, and it contains references or details that concern the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's quoted from several times in the New Testament directly. In Acts chapter 2, it's quoted uh, extensively, and then it's alluded to in other places, also in Acts and um, in 1 Corinthians, concerning the resurrection of Jesus, and uh, by extension, the resurrection that's promised to each of us if we're in Jesus. And so this is a psalm of David. David had some occasion in his life where he was facing um, seemingly impossible odds, and he offered up this faith-filled prayer for the Lord to preserve him while he was facing these impossible odds. And in the process of this, apparently, he uh, was inspired by the Holy Spirit to prophesy concerning the resurrection of Jesus. And so, as I mentioned, it's applied by Peter to Jesus. It's applied by Paul to Jesus in various ways. And so it's a, a messianic prophecy. Now, this, once again, is a fairly short psalm. It's only 11 verses, but I'm only going to read it in the NIV uh, with a single pass-through. And so let's begin with that now. Psalm 16. A miktam of David. Keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, You are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. I say of the holy people who are in the land, They are the noble ones, in whom is all my delight. Those who run after other gods will suffer more and more, and I will not pour out libations of blood to such gods, or take up their names on my lips. Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure. Because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful one see decay. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Once again, friends, the internal attribution is for David to have written this. It begins with a prayer for safety. David says, Keep me safe, my God. For in you I take refuge. He then moves towards making declarations to the Lord and towards uh, God's holy people. Verse 2, I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. And so this, this wonderful declaration of the exclusivity of David's relationship with the Lord and no other gods. He continues in verse 3, talking about God's people. 
I say of the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones in whom is all my delight. And so David's delight is in them and the Lord's delight is in them. Then he gives a bit of a contrast of those who uh, worship other gods uh, with his worship of Yahweh. Verse 4, those who run after other gods will suffer more and more. I will not pour out libations of blood to such gods or take up their names on my lips. Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. And so David would not even name the other gods. He said he wouldn't let their names be found on his lips. I like that. You know, um, sometimes we're enamored with the names of spirits and um, these various celestial beings other than the Lord. They have no, um, no place in our vocabulary, no place on our lips, unless you're teaching on a topic that merits bringing up the names of them. But then David makes several uh, faith-filled statements about how he's ordered his own life. He says, verse 6, The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. Now, we end that statement in the middle of verse 8. But starting in uh, verse 8, part B, this is still Davidic, but apparently he's prophesying because the words, as I mentioned, are contained in the New Testament about Jesus and his resurrection. And so reading from uh, Psalm 16, verse 8, part B, with him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure, because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful ones see decay. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. And so, friends, first and foremost, this is David talking about his trust in God, the fact that he, David, would be resurrected from the dead in the fullness of time, and that he would experience eternal pleasures at the Lord's right hand. So therefore, David is not shaken. But in the New Testament, Peter applies this passage to Jesus. I want to quote from Acts chapter 2, verse 25, and this is Peter speaking. David said about Jesus, I saw the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. That's a direct quote from uh, Psalm 16, continuing. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest in hope because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. You will not let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life and you will fill me with joy in your presence. Now, friends, Peter took this as a prophecy by David talking about the son of David descended through his flesh who would be raised from the dead. And so when Peter was talking about the resurrection on the day of Pentecost, he pointed to this this uh, Davidic psalm as a prophecy, saying that the one at the Lord's right hand would not be allowed to be abandoned in the realm of the dead. His body would not decay. The words are, you'll not see your holy one decay. David died, and his body, as far as we know, decayed in the grave. 
But this was written about someone whose whose body would not decay in the uh, in the realm of the dead. And so um, this is again alluded to in Acts chapter 13 by Paul. I'm reading Acts chapter 13, verse 35 and following. So it is stated in another place, you will not let your Holy One see decay. Now, when David had served God's purposes in his, only, in his own generation, he fell asleep. He was buried with his ancestors and his body decayed. But the one whom God raised from the dead did not see decay. You see, friends, the resurrection of Jesus Christ according to the New Testament, is the great proof that he's the Son of God. David prophesied about these things, as did other writers in the Old Covenant Scriptures, long before Jesus was born in the days of his flesh. Because he was raised from the dead, we know that he was who he claimed to be. Because he was raised from the dead, he's the firstfruits of the resurrection, showing us what's ahead for each of us. And so I want to remind you, friends, Because Jesus died and was raised from the dead, we have faith and confidence that we too will die, and those of us in Christ will be raised from the dead. Our baptism is symbolic of our death, burial, and resurrection in Christ. So because Jesus was raised, we have faith that we too will be raised in due season. Lord, we thank you for this Davidic prayer for safety. We thank you, Lord, that we're even safe from death and the effects of the grave. Lord, we praise you. We honor you. We recognize the victory that Jesus has had over death. We also recognize, according to your scriptures, that death is the last enemy to be overcome. God, may each of us overcome death victorious in Christ. May each of us in due season not be abandoned to the realm of the dead, but may we be raised victoriously in Christ, forever to be experiencing eternal pleasures at your right hand. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.